0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim.
1: Robots in disguise.
0: (laughs) And your co-host, Hunter.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Space Game Junkie. On this very night, we stand upon a precipice. That is right. Citizens of the civilized galaxy, on this day we mark your transit. Wait, that's the uh, emperor. This sounds, Never this sounds like <laughs> the yeah. I was gonna say this
2: sounds like the intro from <laughs> from freaking uh, uh, Lancer, right? Like when you're installing.
1: Oh right!
0: For, yeah, it, that,
2: yeah, for that, yeah, a that. thousand
1: years, the Republic stood as this crowning achievement of
0: civilized beings. That, he's got right. this shit memorized.
2: that was a good. That it, was a
0: good speech in the installer. That yeah, was a good speech. Well, Wingman
2: Wingman said he's got it hanging on his wall in the office.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, the uh, we talked to one of the creators of uh, Star Lancer a while back. So that was fun. Um Yeah, he's working on that descent now. But folks, we have three guests. So this is going to be extra chaotic because we can't see each other. So we're going to be interrupting each other all the time. Joining us from, uh, okay, you're all in Wisconsin. But I'm going to say, uh, first we have uh, from Door County, Wisconsin. They're all from Mind Grown Software to talk about, Convicted Galaxy, uh, Ryan Bemowski, design, programming, and uh, business, 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 business. Business.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> Welcome, Ryan.
3: Just put business in
0: it. <laughs> yeah, most, mostly business. Business,
3: business. I like to
0: wear tuxedos. I don't know if you guys have seen the Lego Movie, but that might be my favorite bit from the uh, the entire movie. Is uh, is that little bit right there? Um. Also joining us from Menasha, Wisconsin, we have Kevin Barthman, design and programming. Hi, Kevin.
4: Is that anywhere near Menasha? Hello.
5: Ah, kind of. It's, uh, I want to say about two hours away. Oh, okay. I'm not too familiar with Menasha, though.
0: And finally, joining us from La Crosse, Wisconsin, Aaron Kobach, Design and Audio. Correct. Hello. all right. Welcome, gentlemen. We are here, folks, to talk about a game called Convicted Galaxy. Now, uh, for folks who haven't played the game or haven't heard of it, I, you guys are live on Steam right now, right? Or you're about to be? I, I can't remember for some reason.
3: Um, no, we are not currently live right now, but we do have a version up uh, for beta testers, so we're doing that right now. And that's why you uh, lucky fellows were able to get on there yeah. and try it out. Yeah. Yeah
0: membership has its privileges uh so folks i guess people who maybe haven't bought it on hio which is where you can get it um if i'm remembering that correctly i think i am or i'm not oh my god my brain is melting
3: it's not actually available anywhere right now
0: oh okay Uh no i think i might be thinking of another game i'm sorry it's been a weird day it's election day folks Uh, yes. so my brain, that's all we're going to say about election day, by the way, that it is election no, 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 day wait, 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 you, as man. we record wait this minute. and our brains this are scattered.
2: Be, this might be the last day. This might this be this our last podcast last ever. <laughs> <laughs> Civilization
0: might okay, collapse. I hear, the, I,
1: hear the, I hear the queen is welcoming <laughs> us back if we want. One yeah. Night. Yeah. We
0: might that's all be, all we might, we might all become uh, British, sir, British, uh, British servants. Yes. Servants. Maybe no, we don't on. know.
2: Hold on. Servants. Brian. Yes. this is the last chance I have for this to be relevant, so I oh, have God. to tell it. Okay. So Donald Trump last summer he went over to China, right? Because uh-huh. he was talking to them about you know international stuff, and, oh, and he boy. said, you know, we got this this immigrant problem. <laughs> oh, uh, no. What do you suggest that we do? Oh, and China That's says, oh, well, no. we oh, built no. this. We built this giant wall, right? <laughs> and he says, well, did it work? Of for rock you? and roll. And the we guy built says, well, do you see any Mexicans?
0: Oh
1: Jesus! Uh, I can't believe he told it. I can't believe a, he told it. Oh. I can't believe he told it.
0: Is that uh, the joke?
2: No Mexicans that, in China. No. The wall
0: is working. Oh. Jesus Christ! I, I'm, Jim, oh I'm, no! I'm, I'm, Jim does not speak for Space Game Junkie right then. Other times he does, but not right then. <laughs> Anyway, there guys, go. we got our political joke out. We got, getting, gotta, yeah, getting, no, no more, more no more election stuff. No more election stuff. Now, folks, but by the that way, that was the last
2: um, chance, the last moment that that will ever be relevant. I hope so. I hope so. So, hope so.
0: Yeah. Uh, so folks, if you, uh, you haven't joined us yet, by the way, we're trying to unify the chat on on a discord. Uh, if you scroll down to wherever you are, uh, you'll see a link to the chat room in discord. So please join us on discord. We have a very lively chat server uh people talking there almost all the time it's great so please join us on discord (laughs) now gentlemen uh you mind-grown folks uh first where'd that name come from out of curiosity
3: oh my goodness um it was a discussion that we were having uh when that video came out um, about mr rogers and uh in the garden of his mind yes i
0: love that video
3: that's actually where the name kind of. Oh, started I love it! I love it. And I just, I actually came up with some cool designs, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. It's just stupid enough, um, oh, that's great. but also I, could, I can go with it. So um, that kind of stuck.
0: Rambly bit. I got to meet him twice, and uh, he's ju- he was just as wonderful in person as he was on the TV. So awesome! So there you go. Mr. Rogers was the best. Anyway, you. oh, yes, I feel very blessed. So, um, you guys have a game called Convicted Galaxy. Now, folks, now we might have folks who might not have heard the game, heard of the game, excuse me. Uh, what's the elevator pitch, like the bullet points for this game?
3: Oh, um, I have like 13 different lists of them, but what they actually hit do, us, actually. Go. Um, but I think the one. Oh that my I, God! Uh, you
0: actually have notes. Do I hear paper
3: wrestling? I know I do. Actually, <laughs> I literally actually done? do. Yes. Oh, that's great.
0: No, I, I love it. I love it. That's great. Please hit us.
3: Well, because I mean, you've played the game. There's yes. there's a lot going on. Um, ah, yes, there is a lot of different things to try to try to say. Um, so I'm trying to boil it down, and I think what I ended up uh, boiling it down to is uh, Convicted Galaxy is a 2.5D procedurally generated action roguelite set in space. So I like it. That's kind of what we're going with.
0: And as someone who has played the game, if you're watching the video, friends, I, could, uh, I can verify that all those things are accurate. Every one of those things.
3: I, I could give you the long-winded version, too. Go for it. All right. This, this is just to like make myself write a paragraph as a <laughs> elevator pitch. Uh, it's a procedurally generated, action-packed 2.5D, third-person perspective, territorial space exploration game with permadeath.
2: Yeah, I can attest to the
4: permadeath.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I've I've experienced that personally.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Well, you'll you'll see in the video. Um I lasted this round. Uh the first time I played it, I lasted about half an hour 45 minutes cuz I didn't rush to uh build a build a base so quickly. Uh but this time I built a base like right away and I lasted 16 minutes. So um, is building
2: a base like that summons doom? Like Yes. It, 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 okay.
0: Yeah, I think it
2: basically makes, once you do that you're done.
0: I was going to say, it makes you a bigger. I'm guessing it makes you a bigger threat to the other factions in the system, and so they come they come gunning for you, I'm guessing. Yeah,
3: of sorts.
1: Come and knock on my
0: door. Yeah, we give oh, yeah. you a
5: little bit of leeway in the <laughs> beginning. So when people first start the game, they can kind of feel the ship out and know kind of what to do. Because we could spawn people right away, but that wouldn't be nice if you just picked it up. Right. But that's also part of a roguelike, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, now basically, folks, the game as I've played it so far is basically you you find yourself in a system uh, and you've got a couple of derelicts and some asteroids to mine and you can find a planet, build a base. And then you have to scan the other planets. I've never gotten this far, but the game seems to want you to scan the other planets in the system while also collecting resources for your own base to improve not just your base, but your ship as well. Is is that kind of where it's going yeah. so far? Yeah. And absolutely, I really because yeah. every system is different. I mean, there's always an asteroid ring like around the outer bit of it, but that's really the only uh similarity but, I've but seen so you, far.
2: When you pick a planet, do the does it get jealous when you keep scanning the other planets, even though you just
0: <laughs> really can't help.
3: it? But... <laughs> absolutely yes. Um it's, you'd uh, be surprised, but there is actually a mechanic for that. It.
0: Wait, say again? There's a what what for what what?
3: Uh, there will there will be a mechanic for that, yes.
0: For- oh my god. So basically your your home base is like, is Mogo from the Green Lantern. It's a living planet. Yeah, uh,
3: it's, it's going to get upset with you. I
2: saw you looking <laughs> at that other planet.
0: I, I kind of love that. I kind of love that. So is your, since none of us have gotten that far in the game, let me ask, because it's not easy, like... Like I was fending off like one little wave of of bad guys, but eventually like two different factions not only started fighting each other, which I loved. I thought that was great when they got close enough to each other, they started shooting at each other. But then like, wait, we're supposed to all be killing that guy. So then they all came for me and I, I didn't <laughs> last them. But uh, is the is the goal to take over that particular? It was great, actually. It's really a lot of fun. Now, is the goal to eventually take over the solar system by weeding the other uh, factions out?
3: Yeah, that's pretty much the goal of a single solar system. You want to to destroy the other um, enemies in that area. There's actually going to be two enemy factions, um, and then you want to weed them out, take over their actual planets, get rid of their stations, and, and once you kind of have control of that system you'll be able to freely move to other systems and explore those without having to worry about coming back and protecting your uh, previously built stations too much.
0: Oh, okay. So you'll be able to go back and and gather resources and keep upgrading your your stations so your system will become... Oh, wow. And so is it... Uh, this might be a harsh question, but is it rinse and repeat in the other systems where you build a base, take over the other bases, and so on and so forth? Are there like differences between the systems as you uh, go across the map?
3: So right now, yes, uh, we're still kind of early development in it, and okay. it's it's rinse and repeat right now. Uh, they are going to be unique, just like every other system that you get to, but um, eventually, and kind of one of the upcoming things beside putting the journal entries in. Uh, which we'll probably hit at some point is going to be kind of these time based events or
0: oh.
4: kind
3: of unique events like uh, kind of like showers,
0: que- kind of like quests and things, like, like it, kind it'll of be
3: like... a little bit like quests, but it's you're basically uh, like a, a comet will come through a solar system and wreak havoc in it. Um, there'll be solar flares,
4: like, extended asteroid
3: showers, players. yeah,
5: black holes. Oh, I
3: like that. It's so a kind of space phenomenon that goes on that you'll have to either get away from or try to go and protect your systems from.
0: Now, will the other factions be doing basically the same thing you're doing and eventually you're all going to butt heads? You know, at some point of I mean, across yeah, we, the don't map?
3: Wanna, we don't want to We don't want to give everything away, right? That's, that's <laughs> but, fair. That's fair. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's exactly what kind of the idea is. Um Oh, nice. The whole overarching story isn't all put together in the game yet but the idea is that you've all been brought out to this unknown solar system in a prison ship that prison ship has had a catastrophic failure of some kind you're all launched out into space and now you're all trying to get back to a place that you can kind of call home um, or at least to the ship um, so you can kind of get out of here get away from this unknown area
4: okay. so at that point
3: that's kind of uh, – once you start to get further in the game and you get to a point where you, you start to reconverge, uh, there's going to be a whole nother style of battles.
0: Oh, okay. And uh, so um, I wanted to ask about the ship too because you not only can upgrade your bases, but you can choose a specialization for your ship. And it looks like that specialization unlocks specific – Okay. It unlocks specific abilities. I was going to say unlock specific unlocks, but that sounds ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, But it looks like like there are, like, what, four different specializations you can choose at the beginning of the game, which I've only chosen the one so far. So what are the four, and how do they affect the gameplay?
3: Yeah, so you're playing with the EMP specialist right now. Uh, It's a little bit of a smaller ship. It has an EMP blast, uh, and that will actually disable ships. And technology in the game, so if you use it, um, it will kind of send out this little wave and yeah, it's so if up. you go by
5: like defenses, it'll start like tumbling and it'll be disabled for a little bit.
3: yes, and then what you can do is use the mechanic of the grappling hook or the tether and latch onto them and, and get more power cores um, to use your ability even more, so it allows you to, to gather more power cores to use your ability and warp out of the system.
5: Yeah, uh, I I can go over that a little bit more since that was kind. Of, I guess that was more my brainchild. Yeah, <laughs> I <if> kind <laughs> of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so each of the specializations essentially uh, the your ship changes a little bit. And it's uh, basically hosts these new abilities that your ship can do. So as Ryan just went over the initial ones, the EMP, um, and there's three other ones. There's one. It's basically combat oriented. That'll give you a drone that you can have with you. And it'll make your ship a little beefier. Uh, there's the power one. And that will give you a black hole. Or gravity implosion, more technically, as we call it. And you can launch that out and it'll kind of suck everything in so you can pull in ships and have like a center of attack that you can launch missiles at and whatnot. Or if you're going against a planet that has a bunch of satellites around it and you kind of want to damage them all in one big one big blast, you can pull them all into one point. Um, And then there's the one with the decoy, which is more speed-oriented. So when you get that one, you'll be able to go super fast. And then along with that, because it's more agility-based, it, the decoy will help you get away from situations, and then anything that's hostile will target that over anything. So um, essentially, they're all add-ons to your ship, and in the end, you can get all of them. So you'll end up with a ship that has all these abilities, just mega-tanked out,
0: Oh, okay. And so, um, you can't choose, You can't like specialize in all four. You have to choose one. I'm guessing at
5: the beginning we give you one,
0: right. um, oh. but
5: then you can invest in getting the rest of them throughout
0: the game. Oh, I like that. I thought I was worried that you're just locked into that one and you're like done. You know? Oh no. Oh, very nice. We,
3: we want you, we want you to have it all.
0: <laughs> well, I want me to. Have, I want me to have it all too. <laughs> Absolutely, freaking lutely um so uh basically like so you always have the one ship can you buy new guns for it I mean I didn't see much in the way of ship customization options other than those specialties we're talking about are there like pieces of equipment you can buy or the upgrades you get are they determined by the specialties by those by those unlocks
5: more so the latter uh, we're still uh. working on the specifics of that whole upgrade tree um we're trying to mostly balance it out and see what's fun, see what really works and what's going to really give some good gameplay. But ultimately, yeah, we want it to uh, allow you to customize your ship even deeper as far as weapons and whatnot. So some of them will give you a cluster shot for missiles. So you'll be able to launch, uh, you know, like three at a time or have like a shotgun blast for your plasma shot. And we'd like to get more creative with that. Um potentially having different gun slots and whatnot. But we, we're we not going so much where you have, like, items. We're trying to avoid that. Uh, we want it to be kind of straight and, straight and simple, and more so flow instead of uh, too much inventory management. We want it to kind of focus more on the action rather than the micro gameplay. But ultimately, yeah, we want to have more of that, more of that individual weapon customization in the game that will be fun and you'll be able to quick make decisions and know kind of what you want without having to read too many screens and compare different stats and whatnot.
2: Are there different views in this or, cause I've, I've got that, you know, slightly above the ship external view from behind. And I I was just like, when I was playing, I was kind of like trying to figure out what the enemy ships were doing. And if, and if my camera was a little higher, you know, where I had like a, yeah,
5: up, uh, the down. scroll wheel, actually oh, yeah. you can zoom out. Um, we, there's actually some ways that you can turn around the camera a little bit too. Uh, we're, we're, we've been wanting to try out a uh, free mechanic. We just haven't done that yet. Um, but if you have something targeted, right now the space bar will actually focus your ship on it and turn you towards it. Um, oh, or cool. the control—if you press left control, it will zoom you in on it. Um, we want to make it in game manual. Our game. Has kind of exploded with the amount of things you can do with it. So, um,
2: what are you guys cooking count? this in Unity or Unreal or what?
3: Yeah, Unity. So says Unity when you launch it. Well,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> we want to get rid of Good, good catch.
0: Uh, well, we. Do I mean, launch... I'm assuming
1: it could uh, be a it could be a line. It's actually Unreal, and you guys <laughs> just somehow put the. <laughs> screen in there. Yeah. That's actually well, the
3: I... joke. Is it's in Unreal, and we actually just throw Unity on it. <laughs> it's built in Unreal with Unity. What? Right. We use both the engines.
4: <laughs>
0: I but bet no, you that's gonna happen.
5: We didn't use both
3: the engines.
0: I bet you that's gonna happen at some point is someone's gonna tr- meld them together. It's gonna be the craziest be a fun shit. project It's gonna be the craziest stuff you ever saw. It's <laughs> so nuts. So I feel uh, bad
3: forever does that. <laughs> oh you just died. Nice.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I totally died. Because 16 uh,
3: minutes, that's pretty impressive. Really? Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, okay. That's oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was short, but okay.
3: <laughs> I mean, I guess usually we're running around trying to die half the time anyway, but I mean, no, 16 I was, minutes is pretty good.
0: I was not trying to die. The two repair things <laughs> that I was able to build were very helpful. Uh, oh, yeah. That was very nice. Um, so I, I really enjoy that you can build that because I was like, okay, oh, I'm taking damage. Run away. Uh so I, I I like that you have that option to build those repair platforms. Um So like
2: if you run back to your base all right because you run around and you scan some planets what's different about the planets that makes you decide I'm going to build my base at this one?
3: Yeah, so it's kind of it's not as evident as we would like it to be right now. Um but there are uh resources that we call materials that are on those planets. And that's what you're basically trying to do and get um kind of gather while you're um, kind of stationing or what we used to call colonizing these planets. Um, Once you, once you station them, you're allowed to use those materials to use, get upgrades, uh, purchase new items or new satellites, things like that. So uh, really it's the materials that you're trying to to gather. And uh, it's so with the materials, it's, uh, it's not, it's not quite
5: like scrap where you want to collect as much of it as you can it's uh you just want to have access to that resource, so if you have a planet that you control that has a certain type of material, you're able to use that in any upgrade and you don't run out of it unless
2: you lose that planet. okay, does it like extract it from the planet over time kind of thing or
5: uh no, you actually just have it
2: oh, okay
3: no yeah, there's <clears throat> I wanted something that wasn't quite so destructive. Um, and just the idea that you control this planet, you're able to use that resources, that material, uh, and it, you wouldn't, you're not using it to the point of destruction, kind of thinking about it. We're, we're in a super futuristic world where, um, they're able to, to use just very small amounts of it to get what they want.
2: Oh, okay. Right. It would be kind of cool though. If your base was like a giant vacuum cleaner and you're just hoovering <laughs> little people off the planet <laughs> as it been around,
3: it would, uh, well, that's so what we'll you'd for got- fuel. Writing that down in the notes right now.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's Starflight all over again.
2: Yeah, you zoom in <laughs> and they're just screaming little people like, oh, <laughs> oh, no, getting sucked it. into the wood chipper. I,
4: I, I kind of
3: want that just in space though. Like when the prison ship goes in the opening scene and it blows up, um, I kind of starts breaking apart. I'd like little people to be flying out.
0: Is that, that what that is? Awesome. Yeah, oh, I didn't know sorry. that's what that was. I didn't know that's what so, that yeah, was. So
4: yeah, that's a our prison ship. ship.
0: Oh, very nice.
2: Well, instead of a prison, maybe they, maybe it could be like lizard aliens that are taking them to an interstellar McDonald's. Oh, man. actually It's a cattle yeah. car. That, oh, man,
0: now God. I want that's McDonald's. Actually,
5: everyone late night oh, right. after bars trying to go find their McDonald's.
2: That's right. The aliens are out cruising. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. What's <laughs> open? There's one PT who's... And that's why they the crash, because they're drunk and they bounce off an <laughs> asteroid.
0: They're in small town. They're in a small town system where there's only one McDonald's in the entire. Only one ah, you got
5: us. Okay. We're saving that for the game. But you, you found it. You found us out.
0: <laughs> now, I really like the uh, the combat. It's very hectic because there does seem to be some Newtonian thing going on. But like you said, it's two point five D, so it's kind of somewhat Newtonian. Am I right about that? Or because there's some kind of physics happening? It's not just. Like free space where you just point and go, there is. It does feel like there's some kind of inertia happening. Yeah, there's
3: there's definitely inertia on on the bullets, on the missiles, on everything that's going on. It's it's all physics based. Yep.
0: Yeah, put me a
2: little bit in mind of drifter. Yeah, a yeah, uh, little
3: bit, a little I bit. I haven't played it um, actually, <laughs> um, although it, it was kind of something that we looked at. I think we started doing 2.5D, and then we started looking at games that also did 2.5D. And we ran into Drifter and we're like, oh, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Drifter but is quite different totally... though. Yeah. Oh Drifter's, yeah, absolutely, Drifter
0: yeah. is quite different. Also great, somewhat, but but different.
3: It has a totally different look. Uh, I mean I mean it has that yeah. same style of look, but a totally different game play experience.
0: Oh yeah, and Drifter it's all it's in it's a well established universe with stations and NPCs mm-hmm. going about their business, but here you have to build the station and Yada yada yada. So it's it's definitely a different type of like. There, I don't know if there's map control in Drifter like there is here, and that's a big 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 difference.
5: Yeah, Drifter is more trading oriented. I yeah, drifter's is like more like doing quests and whatnot. Yeah,
0: like privateer elite type of thing where this is more uh-huh. of a. Space pirates and zombies, map control, sort of kind, not really. That's a that's the zombies first game that right came. That <laughs> <laughs> zombies, zombies. Yes, put it in the game. Everyone loves zombies. Everyone loves zombies. That's what everyone Dinosaurs wants in the game, you, right? right? Dinosaurs. Oh, yep, oh and and be sure to put some kind of crafting survival thing in the oh, game yeah. as well. well you're not a
5: game if you don't have that. That's that's exactly,
0: got to have some kind of crafting. Survival thing going on nowadays. I guess <laughs> that
2: definitely was bandages. But, you know, with the, with yeah. with Westworld getting popular, you know, I think we're gonna start to see some Western games roll in. Oh
4: yeah. Oh, there's Red, there's Red already some. Right? Like, well, Red Dead, yes, yeah, but, yeah, Red
0: but there's all well, there's but, Hard West, and then there's that uh, there's what's what's that Adult Swim game? It's not Desperados, but it's something else. There's the oh.
2: Sombrero. Truckadero or something, something
0: like that. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yep. Yeah, so there are some, but yeah, I wouldn't mind if there were some more. What was that Ubisoft one they put out a l- couple years ago that was really awesome? That Western game they did. Oh
3: God, I can't. I remember. think you're the only one. Yeah, I know the
2: I know South the one South you're South talking about because it the, it was a <laughs> series and the first few weren't that great, but, then but this... that, the most recent one was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's, like the it's gu- the old
2: man but, yeah. telling the story, and then he's <laughs> just like. Yeah, it was like five guys. And then you know, you're fighting these guys. and He's like, "No, no, I was I, I lied. It was uh it was 20 guys." Are you talking about Call of Juarez? <laughs> yeah, Call of Warz. Yes,
0: yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, Yes. cuz he's
2: like, "No, no, it was 20 guys and suddenly like, you know, 15 more guys spawn in."
0: That game was so good, by the way. Oh, if you like <laughs> if you like pulp pulpy westerns, that that is you can't really do much better than maybe Red Dead, maybe. But this game's yeah, even I just serious.
2: They need to just hurry up and get Red Dead out on PC because I can't stand it. Anymore. I don't All know right, if it's going to
1: Technically, you can play on your PC <laughs> right, with the
0: PlayStation Now right,
2: right.
1: service or whatever.
2: Yeah, well, you know. It's the 20 bucks, right? That's what's...
0: Yeah, that's the I, that's down. nine.
1: That's nine that it's expensive and stupid. But whatever. <laughs> well, fifteen,
2: fifteen for a World of Warcraft subscription for the month. But with with those guys, you can play the whole catalog for twenty bucks, right? So it's not really a huge stretch. It's just a little stretch.
1: And it's not it's even the whole stretchy. catalog, but you know.
2: Oh, really?
0: No, it's it's, yeah, it's no, it's please. growing, it's growing, but it's not huge yet
1: it's like uh it's like the origin thing where you pay the five dollars a month but they've only got like 15 games yeah
0: before. exactly uh, okay well Most but then like, yeah. there's
2: also the nvidia thing right with uh well that's with, different. You know, oh, that's actually that's actually
1: free. a full that's a full streaming service yeah no,
2: right, but, it, but it. you only get certain games that you can stream and then the other ones you actually have to purchase and then stream so it's kind of like. Mm, well, know. that was a tangent. That's Sorry, folks. Months. Sorry, <laughs> folks. <Yeah.
0: laughs> okay, so I th- expected, I, right? I think what we learned is add a Western element to your game somehow. Yeah, yeah.
5: space fire pirates fly. and dinosaurs. You never get enough Firefly in now. a game.
0: Yeah, so really, a, yeah I, Firefly. Firefly. My, my with, question is:
1: My question is: Is what did the galaxy do to be convicted? Like, <laughs> did it, did that's a good emails? question.
3: Uh, I mean, it it got in the way of a drunk alien lizard.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, but in, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> but in more
4: seriousness,
5: <laughs> um, it's the idea that this prison ship uh, was drifting in this galaxy, and when it had its breakdown,
2: um, was that like an emotional thing of? or?
4: Yeah.
2: A so, so it <laughs> just had a little bit of a.
4: Jim, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, The, <laughs> oh. the,
0: the yes. side of
1: dysentery.
0: Oh, oh something Terry. much, much worse. Why are you dysentery, man? Terry Tate. Why are you dysentery?
1: <laughs> continue yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> so- I'm sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. Where did this go? Yeah, I don't even know. Okay, so back
0: to convicted. I'm sorry, convicted uh- galaxy. So, like, right now there's not much of a story. It's like that ship blows up, you're in a ship, done, here, have fun. Will there be, like, is the story there, like, like I don't know if you guys have played a game called Rodina, but in that game you start with a ship, but you mm-hmm. find the story on the way as you discover logs around the system you're in. Is it going to be like yeah. that, or is there going to be more cutscene-y type thing going on?
3: Yeah, I haven't played that game. Is it good?
0: It's very good. It's good. It's very good, and it's getting better all the time, as the song says. Yeah, um, I
1: think it's being developed by A-Guy, right? And yeah, A-Guy,
0: uh, yeah, A-guy uh, who formerly worked uh, on it's pretty, it's pretty good.
1: It's pretty good. Good. Yeah, I'll,
3: I'll check it out. I've, I've seen it. It's, I think it's on my wish list, even. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be very similar to that. So we plan to release some trailers here coming up. We've just kind of – we've had this idea, and we've kind of concreted the – the actual details in uh, of the story and what actually happens at the beginning. And once we have the trailer set up, um, the player should know at least that much of it, but while you're playing the game, you will discover logs. There's a, a, that's a big part we haven't really implemented yet. Um, We've got huge ideas for that. And that's, that's what's actually going to be kind of pushing the unlock system as well. So not only will you, if you want, you can read through the logs and actually read the stories and get as deep as you want into it. Or you can just look at the top line and we'll have a couple bulleted um events or or tasks for you to do and you can go do those tasks. So if you're just jumping into play for 15, 20 minutes, you just want a quick playthrough, you can jump in and do that. You don't have to read anything. But if you want to dive in, you can go through all those journal logs and uh and get as much of the story as you want.
5: Yeah, and uh, those journal logs are essentially going to be from your fellow... See, you're, you're flying around. You're part of this, we call it the Interstellar Correctional Task Force, ICTF, and you're not the only one that got launched out here. You have There's other agents who got launched out here, but their pods didn't quite make it. So on the way, their ships got put in a stasis, and they're just floating. They, they're kind of out of it, and uh, the pilots are kind of, put in some sort of cryogenic freeze, but they have their own logs on the, on their ship, and that's what you pick up along the way. So, when you when you actually do your tether beam, uh, it blows up the ship. It's not supposed to blow up the ship. It's supposed to be more of a you're extracting, you know, pulling out the contents of the ship. And so, when you do that, you're saving the pilot on that ship as well as in grabbing any information from that ship as, along with the power cores and whatnot. Um, so you're able to figure out like, okay, what, what happened to this guy before he got to the solar system? And, you know, like what, what and it, you know, it's, it's just different logs that these guys had. It could have been from their time on the ship or, or just on their travel just before they got kind of, uh, before their ship got shut down or some of the ships might not have been fully going at launch. So that's going to be kind of how we tell the story throughout the game.
0: Oh, I dig it. I totally dig it. Yeah, uh, but I,
3: it's, I guess there. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but they, yeah, actually we don't show too much of the story. And and Kevin's right, we have um we do have quite a bit of story that we were basing the game off of, and the whole idea behind that prison ship breaking up in the beginning in the the main menu is actually the the catastrophic event that this prison ship goes through and releases all the prisoners and all of the guards. So that's why you see these derelict prison ships. Or these derelict ships, and and you have the enemies. Uh, they're the prisoners and other factions that have aligned with the prisoners that are coming out to get you, and try to kind of wipe the uh, the guards out. So, um, yeah, kind of. That's where the story kind of revolves from, and you don't get too much of that just from from what we have right now, uh, but we ch- we try to put as much as we can in visually or or have been able to. But there will be a lot more.
0: Yeah, I, I gotta say, I do like the uh, those small little bullet points in the upper um, corner. Like, this is what you should do. You don't really have to. I mean, if you want to progress, yeah, but you can still go around just shooting stuff right now. Go ahead, have fun, you know. But these are the things oh, you yeah. think you should do eventually. I like that. I like that kind of openness, but with a nudge, nudge here and there, you
4: know.
5: It's like basically, if you don't do these, the the other guys are gonna gonna Recky, <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to
0: you. Do, yeah. Well, you don't have to do them right now. Right. You should do them soon. Ask, <laughs>
3: right? Yeah, exactly. It, and that's I think the first time you played it um, from your your playthrough, it seemed that you're trying to follow those step by step. And and we took that feedback just from watching you and said we don't want it to feel like that. We don't want we don't want you to feel like you've got oh. to do every single step.
0: I like and that. And just by watching like
3: you we were like, you know what? Let's cut as much as we can out and just let's say, hey, go save some people and get out of here. I mean, those are pretty simple tasks to give you, and if you don't want to follow them, that's up to you. Um and then if if you do fine and you make your way out, that's great. If you get your ass kicked, you know, we tried to tell you, right?
0: You tried to say, "Hey, you should have done this." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is there going to be any kind of uh, after-action report? Like this is where you failed, or this is oh, yeah. how many resources you yep. made, but these other guys made this much more than yeah, you. Yeah. So, oh, good. Right
3: now, the the uh, the little thing that we have when you die now is I literally I think I took like five ten minutes to put that in, <laughs> um, just because we wanted to to have that, but we didn't have it, and it wasn't one of our our big things to put in. Uh, so I threw it in there because I think it needs to be there, but it will be a lot more in depth as we move forward. Yeah, you'll wow. you'll see your resources collected. You'll see possibly even what you missed out on, um, what you're able to kind of pick up next
2: time, and, and all
3: of that. So, how is there go? a win
2: condition that I could eventually someday maybe get lucky and get to?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, how much time do you got? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you, how well, many I mean, years yes. do you have?
2: Um, Well, I mean, do you, like, continue... Okay, from iteration to iteration, right? Like, uh, Everspace is also a roguish space game, right, where you Mm -hmm. run around and you die a lot. Um, But every time you die, you you advance a little bit. You get to keep Mm -hmm. something, right? Yeah. And then...
3: Yeah, I I love that. And that's one of the main goals of the game is... um, Mine was from Rogue Legacy, actually. Uh, And I want to have what I... I called it. I don't even think they call it, but I called it lega death, where you kind of you die, and sure, you, it's permadeath but you you do you have something that lives with you, um, whether it's like your offspring or whatever. And um, I think what we've we kind of have a plan here is to go for it, and the the logs are kind of going to be that thing that gives you that. So, like I said, like I kind of mentioned the the journals will end up giving you your unlocks and that's going to be based on how often you play and what type of of play that you like to do. So, similar to uh Risk of Rain as well, the more that you have a certain play style, the more you're going to unlock stuff in those areas. So, um that's yeah. kind of what we're we're planning on going with. So, there will be some of that and yet yes, there is an end game. Um it it is a few solar systems away. Um but but there there will definitely be an end game that once you get there it will kind of, it will be the end and you've made mm-hmm. it. It's oh, cool. it's there.
5: We don't have it enabled in the early access version because there's some kinks that we got to work out just cuz we're we're but a mere two programmers, but um we have the we have a prototype of what it's going to be and it works. Um, we just have to figure out. We want to make it fun and a fully engaging experience for the end of the game. We won't give it away. What exactly <laughs> happens at the end of the game? Not saying that because we don't know what we we're gonna do. We know exactly I, what we're I doing guess, with it. We
2: tell me if I'm right. Mm. So, so what about like along the way, you're you're collecting artifacts or something? And then when you get to the end of the game, if you've got all the artifacts, you can, like, activate the Death Star, and then you own that, and you just cruise around and blow it again. Actually, Kevin, Kevin let's, so...
3: let's do that, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're actually somewhat close. That's no. the one guess I'll give you. You're not too far off. Yeah, you're not yeah
2: I just close. I just figure you get, like, a big galaxy-destroying gun at the end, and, and you can just be like, screw you guys. Well, I do want
3: to give a little bit of a kind of a... I don't know, a little bit of a teaser. Um, I, I saw one speed in chat asked about um, capital ships. Yeah, good. Um, I wanted to answer that. And that's uh, kind of something that we're looking into for end game. So once you essentially, you've beat the game, uh, we want to have uh, modes or a an opportunity to actually have a much larger ship that can go around and just, destroy any galaxy or, or any solar system that you go into in the galaxy um, so we do want to have some type of capital ships eventually and it might not be so much of a gameplay uh, oriented decision but something to have fun at the end or in an well, uh, alternate mode and part of
5: it too is um from what i've seen of your gameplay you generally stick close to your planet um but a lot of the game as well, when you get to the later stages, will be sieging planets and going from planet to planet and taking oh. them over. Um, So it's kind of hard when you're one single little ship, a single mortal ship. So having these capital ships to help you in your siege warfare will be a major help as well.
0: Oh, I like the sound of that. And you'll yeah.
5: be able to fly up to them and actually dock onto them. Um, And that's the thing we've... Mess around with too uh, is having ships where you can dock onto and actually got it working and you can upgrade those ships and give them shields and
2: power them up and whatnot. That Um, gives me a wicked idea. Maybe not for this game, or maybe for this game. (laughs) Um, Did you guys ever play Paradroid? Or there's a recent game called Headlander that kind of did this too. I've heard of Headlander. Okay, so, so Headlander, there's a bunch of headless robots around, or you can shoot the head off of a robot and then Fly your head over there and dock onto it, and then you run that robot. So, and paradroid was kind of the same deal, but you would actually hack the robot and then switch bodies, basically. Okay, you know, it, was, it was like mm-hmm. soul—the soul of your robot would jump chassis to chassis. But I was just thinking, like, well, if you can dock on a capital ship, maybe you are the cockpit, kind of, kind of like uh what they did in Independence War Two. Where you could undock the cockpit from one ship and then dock it onto another one, and then that's your ship.
5: Well, you'd be very happy because that will be the goal eventually. Like you're thinking, um, you'll be able to control the ship, right?
2: Yeah, it's basically you know, it's like I'm fighting this other ship. I can target the cockpit and just shoot it off, and then trade up, right? Like now, that's my ship.
3: Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Or you just find an abandoned one, right, and and just, like, dock up to it and just be like, I'm taking this one.
3: One of the factions may also be a hacker group uh, that definitely might be involved in some of that type of
2: stuff. Oh, that's
4: (laughs) cool. Well, you you know
2: how, like, um, whenever you, uh, you program an industrial robot, right, it's it's like they have a control thing, and you take the robot like through the motions. It's mm-hmm. almost like you make a macro for it, and then it just repeats that. So, could you train a ship by, let's say, you dock up to the ship, and then you f- you fly that ship the way that you want it to go, and then you undock from it, and it'll just repeat that. Like if you send it on a trade mission or something. Uh, I don't know. Nobody's ever really me done crazy
3: ideas. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Kevin, Kevin's a programmer. <laughs> he literally is now itching to uh, go do all of this. I'm the, AI, I'm the
5: AI guy, so I just I go wild over ideas like that. So Gosh. um,
2: what other stuff have you guys let's made? Let's talk
1: about economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we let's, get
2: on? Let's talk about Railroad Tycoon in space. Uh, Gosh, I for, won't
4: projects. do that to you
2: guys.
3: Um, at, I don't think we really post, I did some stuff for uh school and I can't really talk about, or I did it for a client, but uh, I can't really talk about it cause it was NDA and it was basically, she never released it. So I'm really angry cause it was a h- awesome project, but it never got released.
2: Uh, where where um, did you, did you take programming in school? Is that like where this comes from? You you were like a, like a, uh, computer science degree guy or straight yeah. game dev or what?
3: Yeah, no, I was, um, computer information systems is what they call it, but it's oh, okay. more long uh, business-oriented computer programming. Um, and I did that, I was in the Air Force prior to that, and I got out of that, went to school for a few years, finished up my degree, and that's actually where I met Kevin. Um, and he was going through a similar program, but I think he did, Kevin, mm-hmm.
4: you did like a little more I was laundry. doing a double major. Yeah.
5: I was also doing the web and digital media development, which was a bit more of interactive media and whatnot.
2: Yeah, because I'm I'm just trying to. Uh, it's like I've got Unity and I've got Unreal both installed on my laptop, and it's it's like the to do stuff at the command line in C or C sharp. I'm okay, but to, but whenever you add a game engine to that, <laughs> I'm screwed. Right, like yeah. I just I, I need to sit with somebody and, and have them actually kind of like get the baby steps going right like if i do roll a ball demo or something then i'll probably be all right but um
3: yeah it it took days of days and months even of kind of just sitting down and learning unity itself
2: yeah so it's just like let's make a block and make the block move around and then yeah okay we need some screenshots of our first build
3: oh my gosh yeah i uh,
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's like a mantra of it well, that, that's the thing, right? An opportunity here, right, is if, if you feel bloggy, right, is, is kind of like the the technical hurdles that you run into. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean like, you know, the, oh, we we invented the wheel finally, <laughs> you know. But, right. but just incrementally along the way, it's just like, man, the AI is doing this thing. We're trying to figure out how to make it do this. And mm-hmm. then you can just write like a little article. And that way, if you ever have to go back and reference how you did something or if somebody else needs to reference how the heck you do something, like you know, your pathfinding or oh, yeah. stuff like that. Then, because mm-hmm. um, I I would love to read that from from somebody that's that's basically like me, right? It's it's mm-hmm. kind of like I know a little bit of programming, but I'm I haven't mastered an engine yet or anything. And we keep having these people on here that I can't have the discussion like down in the weeds where I'm at because they're like, you know, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years. And, you know, it's like... It's, right. Just it's like, write an abstract you,
5: class, just in, in inherit the interface that you write for. It. It's exactly. like, what? Where do I start with that?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like you start talking, and it's like beep, 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 you know, okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah that's
3: Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, actually, Kevin and I have chatted quite a bit about even starting up a channel on disc, Discord or... Um, youtube or twitch and just kind of streaming some of that stuff and it'd be cool to actually have maybe maybe you on and we'll uh
2: yeah i'll play the clueless idiot it'll be very easy yeah we'll be like okay i find that naturally
5: (laughs) do you left i start talking in jargon way too fast but yeah i'll I'll repay the
2: the favor i'll teach you enterprise storage because that's what i do
5: um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know how to begin with that. <laughs> you got
2: me, Nobody does. I've been teaching school for two... I, I just changed jobs, and, and it's like there's other storage guys there, but it's like I'm the guy that actually worked for the vendor. So now I come in, and I'm just like, well, let me, let me actually teach you how to use this thing. So, And it's it's kind of cool, right? Because it's like they're teaching me like the, the 99% of this job that I don't know, and then I'm handing them something really valuable in return. So right. it's, it's kind of a, it, it feels good. Right.
5: Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. You jump into the technicals of that. Um, uh, Ryan and I kind of came from different bases on this. Ryan's been trying to start up my grown software and been working on different stuff. We're both somewhat fresh out of college. I mean, I'm only two years out, Ryan, you're about the same. Um, and I've been looking to expand my technical skills and start, experimenting in different things and really start really being able to have the time to, to experiment with AI and different game development concepts. And this has kind of been that child of uh, me wanting to be able to do a lot of that stuff. And Ryan's gotten on me about that. Cause like I went with our AI system and I built this crazy complex AI system and ended up working, but it's uh it's been a fun experience to just build yeah. a lot of that different stuff. Cause yeah, it's like, I, I, not too long ago, I was in that same position where sure I'm a programmer, but I don't know how to use Unity or use Unreal, and I've been wanting to just so bad. So I just like I'm going to do this crazy complex thing. I don't know how I'm going to do it in Unity, but I'm going to do it, and that's yeah. been a lot of what
2: this project has been. Well, you know what blows my mind is is like uh, that game uh, Pandora First Contact, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he he just sat down. He was just like the AI sucks, and he rewrote the AI for you know for the uh, the computer players playing against you like the how complicated a 4x game has to be like I've listened to Brad Wardell you know lecture for like an hour about how he wrote AI for stuff in Gaussive and and it's just like holy crap you know and yeah but how much of this is actually exposed? How did they expose all that? Because without the source code, how did you do this? And, you know, so what I'm thinking is they made it super modular, and the majority of it is actually defined in external config files or something. So I wonder... Yeah, that's a lot of what we've done. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe that's like a smart takeaway from that is, is like expose a lot of your stuff in easily tweakable files instead oh, yeah. of like baking it right into the engine and unity kind of makes that a little bit of a pain in the ass because they got the prefab stuff and it's kind of yeah well it
5: yeah it gets tricky if, if you for the end if user, you kind of yeah. trick it into what you want and you be very careful about what you click on unity can be very modular but you have to make sure you build everything in a very specific way like you can make if you make everything a prefab and be very cl- careful with how you treat those prefabs, then it can be very yeah. modular. But no, you're very right. Everything needs to be very modular in anything you're building. That's with uh, object-oriented programming. I won't go too in depth, but yeah, Kevin, okay, don't come on. This is not the programming. Hey,
2: uh, I'm oh, staying yeah. focused.
4: We love staying sort of focused. Focus. Right. we it's but we, stuff do. For, we need to have the
2: programming <laughs> show some night, right? It is just like oh, have some the guys on that like just that. want. Yeah, some guys that just want to geek out on like there you go. How, how, how to do pathfinding, right? We could just have like a whole hour show about people beating each other up about whose pathfinding
4: mm-hmm. is better.
5: Right. Well, I'll hit very lightly on what I was going to say. Uh, there's what are called the four pillars of object-oriented programming, abstraction, polymorphism, uh, encapsulation, and inheritance. Now, I mean, some of those can kind of make sense. The other ones might go over your head, but the main ones that you were kinda of going kind of touching on are abstraction and encapsulation. And abstraction obviously just work at a higher level. You know, take these minor things or that's are kind of complicated and down in the dirt, bits, ones and zeros, and just turn them into something that means something more intuitively. And that's a huge part of programming. And that kind of builds into encapsulation where you're trying to separate those bits from ones and zeros from anything else so you can work on okay I want to make the AI go and attack this planet but only when these parameters are true well how do you actually do that well you make one layer where that happens and then you say okay I need this input at this time and then you have the whole separate layer so yeah. it it gets crazy but it's fun <laughs> it's what I do <laughs> so I get, I get super
2: into it So how often do you like go down the rabbit hole and and blow a lot of time on something and then you like refactor it and figure out like, oh, yeah, I could have done that in two moves instead of – because that's always my process. It's like every time I make something, I write like this pile of spaghetti, and then I realize like, oh, hey. Well, that's pretty – I've kind of come to realize that sometimes unless
5: you're willing to spend like – a week or two minimum, not always, but, you know, on anything substantial on uh, just designing and prototyping. And, I mean, in, in any formal large-scale project, you really should do that. But if you're kind of a ragtag, any ga- game dev like Ryan and I, um, usually that's just kind of how it goes, is that you know you need to figure something out and you need to do it, but you need to at least come up with something. So you just start programming something and putting it together and just prototyping is essentially what it is. And then you realize, oh, I figured out exactly what's supposed to be like. All oh, this is wrong. Like one good example in our project is uh, the way that the satellites and the stations orbit around our planet. Um, it started off just it just needs to happen. We just need this. This is a major part of our game. You know, we have to make it orbit around our planet. So I made it in one way. You know, it's very basic, and there's some super funky maths to it that just kind of weren't very intuitive, and they would just completely lock your character and you wouldn't mo- be able to move. And then uh, eventually one day, not too long ago, just a super major breaking bug came up. And I was just like, nope, nope, deleting that whole system. I'm just rebuilding it. <laughs> and it's just like, it's kind of just what needs to happen sometimes.
2: Yeah, it's those days when you, when you like block comment out half your app. And
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I swear at one point we did a little cleanup, but I swear we almost had more comments than code.
2: Yeah, yeah, I worked I worked for this dude and I was just like, How come you guys don't have any documentation like about the API or whatever? And he looks at me and he's like, Well, the code documents it itself. If you can read the code, it's just and I'm just like Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: that's that's actually Kevin's um that's what Kevin loves. He loves self-documenting code, and he like lives by it.
2: Oh yeah. Well, well I mean, well, I mean, it, it's like it's cool if you document in the code, but he's talking about well, just like read read what the functions yep. are, and you know what yep, they yeah, do. That's, and that's and not, it's like, it, how about it took some, me a
5: while to build up to that. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that uh, so Ryan kind of gave his background. Um, I uh, I worked for two years at a place called Skyward. Um, really good company. They make educational software, and uh, their main language that I was working with the C sharp and uh, I was working on a team that was probably about 50 people or so. And so when you get to that scale of programmers, I mean, that's a fairly large team, not as big as some of like the huge game companies, but it's a fairly big team. Um, when you get to that level, there's huge rigorous standard system. Cause you just got to make sure that all 50 people are writing code that everybody's going to be able to read at some point. Mm. Um, and uh, everybody follow the rule of uh, self-documenting code. So basically your functions will use human-readable words that make sense with what they do. Now you need a little bit of training and know a little bit about object-oriented programming to kind of make anything out of it. But it's something you'll see a lot in a lot of different
2: organizations. Yeah, it's it's much better than somebody using, like, X you know, yep, or yeah. N, you know, it's like, Oh my God, what's that? So yeah. And, and thank God for tab complete because now you can <laughs> get away with that.
4: Mm.
2: But yeah, don't get me started any more programming stuff because I won't stop. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take that like aside well, from the show. Cause I'm more, more uh,
0: game specific <laughs> questions then. Like you were talking about the AI <laughs> And I was curious: Does the different do the different factions have different like aggression levels, or different AI types? Or are they all just balls to the wall? I hate you. Well, I want um, to kill you. We are going
4: to to having a different. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, that's something I want to do, and something that wouldn't be too terribly hard. Is that the different factions will have different things that they value more than others? Um, for the most part, the AI thinks. In a way, I would say that people somewhat think, like, in the fact that, okay, you have all these different things you can do. What's what's the best thing to do right now? Um, and it depends on various factors. So an AI, a ship that's cruising up to your planet is taken into account well, what's its health, what's its shield, uh, does it have any friendly stations, you know, does it have any home bases in the current solar system, and what's the threat level of this incoming planet? And if it comes across a planet that just has a ton of satellites orbiting around it, it'll be like, Oh, nope, getting out of here. And it will run back home. Um, or it might belong to a squad and it it can kind of do whatever it wants. But at any one point, if it realizes, Oh, I'm too far away from my squad, it's going to go back to its squad. And I want to expand that up to a faction level too. So different factions have different things that they kind of value more than others. And it will kind of weight it more into that category. Um, I took a fairly complex AI system that I probably shouldn't have started with, but ended up working out after lots of tweaking and balancing. And uh, it's proven to work pretty well. And I think um, as we develop and scale the AI, it should really expand on the uniqueness of the AI encounters. Because um, as you might have noticed in some of the combat, you'll like attack an enemy and they'll skirt away and then they'll come back or they might come up to a planet and be like, oh, nope, I'll get away. Um, a lot of that, I really don't know how it happens. <laughs> uh, and not even just saying that in the fact of, uh, like, I just programmed something. It's like, sure, it just works. No, it's just, uh, it's it's kind of uh, procedural, like, or not procedural AI. It's just, you can't, there's so many factors that you can't really predict exactly what that agent is going to do in a particular moment in time.
4: And because of by the
2: emergent behavior, your own yeah, time.
5: that's that's the magic word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> it's uh really uh, gives rise to a lot of emergent behavior in the AI and just the combination of all these different things happening.
0: So, so when you say you found an AI system, is that like a thing where like you can plug in a UI? I mean, an AI system, like from the Some
5: somewhat. AI is one of those rabbit holes that you can just kind of go in, just as much as programming itself. Um, But util- a utility AI system is uh, what I'm using in this case. That's kind of what I was describing, where there's, there's a num- multitude of things that any AI can do, and it just values whichever thing it can do. But whichever thing seems to be best at that moment in time and decides to do that.
2: Um, so, so it's kind of like a weighted decision tree thing. Yeah. It's like
4: a a case statement, almost, right? For the most part. Okay. And yeah, we'd like to scale that even further and make it
5: so that the different factions, as uh, we kind of mentioned,
4: we're going to have a hacker group and um, hmm, how do I want to segue into this? But they'll have different kind of
5: things that they're mostly focused on doing. Like, we would really like to have a faction that's a bit more aggressive and a faction that's a bit more passive, but they operate in different ways so that they're more distinguished. They have more character to each one. So you might come across one enemy be like, oh, he belongs to this faction. Like, I don't have to worry about him as much, but maybe they defend their planets a lot harder. Like, I'm not going to touch them. If I touch them, I'm going to get wrecked. Mm-hmm. Whereas other enemies mm-hmm. are like, oh, they're just always going to come at me if I touch them. You know, they're just going to attack me, but whatever, you know, I'll just, I'll just crush them.
2: What about like neutral or even friendly, you know, like, could you get some diplomacy in there maybe, or? Oh, i just love to. Gonna <laughs> be like everybody's some, somebody that wants to kill you. Cause, cause I'm thinking like, if there's just like neutral civilizations, you know, it's like, are they there just to be taken over? or can they defend themselves but they're never going to actually attack. Or... Right. That's something we really would like to get into. Um it's something that we kind of have to experiment with
5: because of just kind of some of the objectives of the game. Mm-hmm. Um being more action oriented and roguelike than, you know, a really immersive in-depth story game. I mean, we kind of drifted more towards the latter of those um But we've talked about having some factions that are a bit more neutral and that you can interact, might be able to interact with or just kind of aren't necessarily out to just get you um, to kind of more elevate the story of, you know, you're all just got launched out here. It's not like every prisoner on that ship wants to just hurt everybody. (laughs) Um, Some of them might be on there for different reasons and, and just, you know, less, you know, not as Bad of a reason that they were in there, so they're just trying to survive. Why would they be attacking everybody? Yeah, um, and we would love to dive into that more, but um, it's it's kind of a battle of uh, what makes for good gameplay.
2: Yeah, and what well, that, and you've what also we're got the, the limitations of the player's awareness, right? Because oh player, yeah, the player might not be able to drink in everything that's going on around because it is in real time, and yeah, because cause it's like, well, how do I know what ten different factions are are thinking about? I guess unless you colored them like, okay, green guys don't shoot them. You know, <laughs> they're gonna. They, I I I don't know. I guess for a neutral, right? It's like either you take, take them over, or they would pay you protection money or something. Yeah, that's, it's just like, well, you keep the other people from killing me, and I'll pay you. Yeah, those. So are yeah, some aside fun from concepts. Aside from something super simple like that, I don't know if, if it would jive, but yeah.
5: Yeah, and it'd be cool to explore a lot of those concepts. If this game goes well, I'd love to do a second version, or like a, a Convicted Galaxy 2 of
2: sorts, where we kind of go more in-depth and explore those different avenues, but
4: hmm. first, so we're to make any, the
2: first one. <laughs> so so it's like, whenever you fly around and you uh, rescue the other ships, right, and you're getting scrap off of them, and then you can build Bases with it, right? So the limitation is basically, you have to find X number of ships, and then you can build a base, right? And then you repeat that until you have bases as as much as you want them. Somewhat, yeah. Can um, you? Because I saw there's like three levels of expanding a base. Um. So what what advantage is that to expand up instead of out?
5: Um. So that kind of goes into the end game a little bit. So. For when you first start out, you're you're just in this one solar system. That's all you know. But you're trying to find a way out of there because you, you just got shot out on the 6K pod and you're need to. F- you essentially trying to find a way home um, and rescue your fellow agents on your way out. Um, But you don't really know much of where you're at. So your primary goal is to uh, build up a safe station where you can at least set up and... Think of it kind of like you know you rescue these pilots and you have a place to kind of keep them and uh, build up different support satellites to defend yourself and whatnot. And you're essentially trying to build up enough so that you can build a radio station, which is going to be which is think of it a fairly complicated piece of technology. You need to have a station level four, which takes a bit of a uh, bit of gameplay to be able to get to that point. And once you have enough to build up a radio satellite. Uh, it scans in and uncovers a new solar system, and you're able to actually warp to a brand new solar system. So you'll see a portal open on on the edge of the solar system. you will be able to fly straight to it and warp into that portal and get out of there. So, I, uh, and all through the way, um, I'll hint a little bit more towards the end game. I won't give it away. The end game. It's
3: better not. Uh, huh.
5: <laughs> <It's> better not. <laughs> I will not. I'm just. Kidding, but. Whatever. So what you want to do is you want to build a radio satellite in three different solar systems so you can triangulate this uh, this signal of where you're trying to get to. So you want to build a radio in three different solar systems. And once you do that, uh, the location of where you're trying to go,
4: the actual co- coordinates that you can jump to is unveiled. Well, that's cool. Um, I was thinking, um, like, it, you, you build,
2: you fly around, you build radios, and then you can be like the best DJ in the galaxy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and, that's the
3: route.
5: And,
2: and drop that's the bass. Know. That's the end game. Drop the bass.
3: Yeah, and I've kind of trying to been trying to segue to something into Aaron, and that's that's perfect. Um, Aaron's doing all the audio, and and dur- during the video that you guys have, you can't hear any of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Aaron did an awesome job, uh, especially in some of the more recent ones, to get a lot of really cool adaptive 3d audio into the game uh, and i guess you doesn't have too much to say because nobody can really hear it but <laughs> well, yeah but the um,
0: audio is pretty nice like i liked how when you're under attack you get a little a little alert on your screen but you also hear it you hear like a little warble i think a little like an alert that reminds you hey someone's shooting at you which yeah i've been I, experimenting
3: I, with a lot of the interactive sides of it so
0: and we're, we're big fans of uh dynamically changing audio like situational audio, like from tie Fighter* and whatnot. So, so I was excited to hear that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: You have, will you have Roland support in your,
0: uh... Oh God. (laughs) Nice. Dude, that thing
2: is awesome. No, it is. Brian, Brian bought a, a Roland MIDI box. Whatever the heck that thing is. And it's the old, like 32 bit sound card (laughs) from way back in the day. And, I I'm used to playing like TIE fighter wing commander and you hear the old sound blaster music. Right. And that's all I thought there was. And then he's like, Oh no, you haven't heard this. And then he flips the, the Roland on and it was like an orchestra jumped out of his machine. And it's like, wait a minute, that's like a 30 year old game. How can it sound like a CD? You know? (laughs) Is it it just um, it amazed me that they spent the time to actually write that music, and like barely one percent of the population actually had a card that could actually play it. Yeah, that's
3: that's insane <laughs> at the time. Wow. Um, but no, I don't think Aaron's working that support in. Unfortunately, oh no. But no, it's my we're f- <laughs> using F mod for it, and it's my first time using F mod for anything, so it's been a learn experience for me as well.
0: So so yeah. what brought you guys together and when did you start working on this game?
3: Um, I, actually, I think the original game came about three years ago. Um, and I had first mentioned it to Aaron. Actually, it's, it was my original idea. It, um, it was supposed to be oh, just so a small little mobile idea. game. <laughs> it, it was originally my idea. Um, it was supposed to be on mobile. Uh, and at that point, it was just like this small little twisting game, and I mentioned it to Aaron. I said, "Hey, I want to. I want you to make some awesome audio." He went to school, uh, just just an IPR, right? Yep. In so, uh, Institute of uh, production, production and Recording, recording. in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, he went there for a few years and kind of learned how to be an, an audio dude. Like, what what'd you learn how to do? It was uh, post production for film. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so he's this, this film audio guy. He he makes awesome music as well, just by just hanging out and, and messing in logic. So I was like, well, you know, why don't you just make some audio audio for this little tiny game I'm going to make and I'm just going to put it out real quick. And then all of a sudden, Kevin got wind of it and he had all these ideas and I was like, you know what, I kind of like that. If I got another programmer, uh, we can work on that. And we had met in college, uh, and I said, you know what, if if you want to jump on, you can work on it. And I had implemented some new ideas, and then last December, so almost a year, it's coming up on a year now, Kevin had actually quit his programming job and jumped on board with Convicted Galaxy, and it's been j- just about a year that we've been working on it, Uh near full-time um, between the two of us. And then Aaron's been jumping in to give give audio.
0: Wow. So uh, how far along would you say the game is? I mean, it, it seems pretty stable and stuff, but you say there's a lot that you haven't added. So how, how uh, far along would you say?
3: Yeah, I would say we're right around probably 70. Like we're not doing final polishing on it quite yet. Um, I mean, we have some, some cool looking stuff, but we want to add a lot and then we're going to kind of polish everything, make the gameplay really pop. So we've got a couple months left for sure. Um, I I just kind of in the back of my head, I'm I'm thinking there's about a a six month type uh, push out plan that I've got. And we want to be kind of out in in about six months or less.
4: Oh, that's
0: pretty close.
3: Yeah. So we want to redo a lot of the artwork um, and like, you'd mentioned we have a lot of stuff that we want to put in. Uh, we just really wanted to get something out there and make sure that people were enjoying it, uh, make sure that it was actually fun, you know, because it, it does get, being a game dev, you play your own game a lot. You start right. to think, you know, is this even fun anymore? Like, I think it's fun. Maybe I, oh. maybe I need to add this and it'll be fun. And you you end up getting into this kind of like loop where you start adding things and you're like, wait, that's really fun. And and by the time you added 30, 40, 50 different things, you you hand it to somebody and they go, what is this? Because like, they never even saw the first iteration of it. So they're so lost that they have no idea what thing is that you just gave them. So we're trying to keep it at that base model as much as we can and just starting to flatten it out more and more as we progress through the final stages.
0: Okay, now one thing I wanted to ask about, since I really like it, I'm a big um, user interface guy. Like, I mean, I am really just if a game has a good user interface, I'm all, I'm, I'm a even bigger fan. And you guys have a very, for all that's going on in this game, you guys have really managed to streamline this interface where it's not a bunch of keys. They make sense. I mean, I have to switch a couple keys myself because I kept hitting Tab to do the Afterburner, which is where my brain goes uh but it's not tab clearly <laughs> that, that's the map um yep. but i really like how like even base and ship management with the upgrades and stuff that's all very streamlined just to tab and boom boom mouse done how much work went into making it so efficient uh
3: I, that, that's one thing that um one of my professors david gibbs in, in uh, uwsp he really focused on for us and especially me because i was doing a mobile game as my final project and and that was the the thing that i really kind of focused on we've been through a couple of iterations uh, like our third or fourth now you had played i think the previous one before this in your other playthrough yeah and it, it was a struggle even though that one seemed kind of streamlined there were some issues with it we made enough changes where we really wanted something even smoother um and uh, it took quite a while just sitting down and planning it before we sat down and actually built this one because I think we added a handful of features plus we streamlined the UI. And that was <laughs> quite difficult to do all at once.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, imagine I would imagine like you're adding something but also making it like easier to use with fewer elements. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a real tricky right. balancing act it sounds like.
4: It definitely is.
0: But I to yeah, say, you guys did done- so good.
5: I was just gonna build on it. You can go on.
0: <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. I mean, it doesn't even. The game didn't even seem to need that much of a tutorial. I like how it's like almost seamless. Like here's a little overlay. This tells you what you need to know right now. Go over to this asteroid. Here's another little overlay. It's tells you what you need to know right now. Go over to this wreck. This tells you what you need. Like. It's kind of iterative and it really works, I think, to bring the player in. Plus, there's not too much on the screen at one time to confuse the player, which I also liked. Like, you only have a a few elements, uh, that's still, but you still have a lot of visibility, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just amazed at the balancing act you guys have achieved in terms of UI, in terms of usability. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Well, thank you. That's, uh, it's good to hear that. That's exactly what we're going for, Um and and that d- doing the tutorial that was really kind of in game. That was a lot of that inspiration came from uh, Risk of Rain. If you haven't played that,
0: oh reason. god, yeah, no, I love that game. Yeah, it's hard as frak. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so hard. Oh my god, hey, I've only played know a little of it. Brian? Risk of Rain is multiplayer. Yeah, why, why haven't we done that? No. <laughs>
3: it's tricky to get set up. They don't have servers, so you have to set up your own stuff. Oh, thats not
1: a problem with us. You're talking to a bunch of tech heads, right? <laughs> and if you guys
3: want to do a multiplayer match, I would love to get in on that. I, I just got a oh, PC uh, not too long ago, so I've been Wait, what were you coding
0: and, on if you didn't have a PC? I've been,
3: <laughs> I've been doing all Mac, so I've, I've been. Oh God! Oh,
0: together. I see. Oh, I'm so, sorry.
1: There's. There's a great series. These guys, I forget their names, but they do um, epic NPC man. I don't know if you've seen the YouTube videos, but they have this one where they uh, where they work in a store, and there's this guy who comes in to rob the the tech store, and he's wanting um he's wanting a Mac, and so the guy's like, no problem, no problem, I'll get you a Mac, and he's like, what, what oh, do you yeah. plan on using it for, like Photoshop and stuff? And the guy's <laughs> like, no, I use it for for gaming, and this guy runs up behind him with with a golf club and wax it <laughs> upside the head. It's so funny
3: <laughs> I just saw that this morning actually. That's all it's so funny. Yeah, so I I finally broke down and got one, but I couldn't do the port forwarding on the Mac. That was a problem for for risk of rain. That's why we never played multiplayer, but
1: now I uh, can do it. So so this game, uh mouse and keyboard, what other what other support do you guys have? Do you have controller I take it? yep yeah we
3: we don't have it in the current build it's it's actually in the game. There's just a couple things that I didn't want anybody to get hung up on um but yeah we have controller support for just about full controller support for playstation and xbox controllers um and then we're I'm kind of building my own input manager, so I'm trying to find some other generic controllers to make sure that work as well. nice. Absolutely. yeah you, uh, Brian you actually have like uh a sweet
5: controller thing that you use right
0: oh um well remembered yes um for my for my hotus i've got a, this big wooden platform uh called a hot ass that's that's actually <laughs> <absolutely. laughs> nice i'm serious it's you know Hotus is hands on throttle and stick this is hands on throttle and stick support, so it's hot ass. I, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm but trying I mean, to, trying to give you sounds a sounds fun, word, but... I... <laughs> 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 no, it's this big wooden platform that holds the throttle and the stick. It's fabulous.
2: It's your big <laughs> hot ass. Yes. I <laughs>
0: like, I like big, I like yeah, big hot, hot asses, ass. and I cannot lie. You
2: can't lie.
5: <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome to eventually make it so our game can work with that. I mean, it oh, the way big. we're building it should. Um... Obviously, it might be a little different from what it's designed for as we only have two dimensions instead of three. But it would be awesome in the end to have you playing on that thing.
0: Yeah, but right now, maybe that'd be for Convicted Galaxy 2. But right now, I think the uh, less is more slash keep it simple, stupid. um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dance pad support.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I can bust
1: out my DDR pad
2: again.
0: I actually have... I actually when you, have when you a USB walk. I actually have a USB G D R pad. I I do. I oh. used to play those things <laughs> way back in the I never, day.
5: I never had the fortune of owning one.
0: Hmm. They're pretty great. Oh. Honestly, if, yeah. if if your ankles are better than my, better shaped than mine, you could actually get some decent exercise. Yeah. From that the, only reason the, to
1: own one, the only reason to own one is so that you don't have to go to the arcade and make yourself look like a fool in front of everybody. You can just be at
0: home miserably <laughs> making in, a fool it, of yourself. You mean in front dude, of the 11-year-old Asian girls who will kick your ass?
2: I'll, I'll <laughs> this is the deal. They need a kaiju game with dance back <laughs> support, so you can actually step on shit. <laughs>
0: I, would buy, I, I would buy that game. I would. There, someone's leaving money on the table, not making that. Seriously, give me a kaiju game with gamepad and dance pad support. Yeah, yeah I'm straight. I'm gonna Done.
2: call. I'm gonna call Martin as soon as we get off of here. And I'm yeah, gonna be, mate. I'm mate
0: gonna that's just, kaiju like, go go 2. Go-go. Kaiju go go yeah, two, dance Electric pad. boogaloo. Electric boogaloo.
2: Oh, uh, it would totally work because it it's yes, so would. Oh my god, dance monsters.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that Star Wars Connect game where you have to do certain dance moves to fight the other monsters. Oh, God. What am I thinking? Stop it.
2: Discozilla. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> wow, we're going on a lot of tangents tonight, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> we do, usually yeah. we usually don't go just, on.
2: No, but the more fun the guests are, the more loopy This we is get, true.
0: This is true. <laughs> it, it, this is we very true. We do have true. six people talking here. Yeah,
2: so I guess is I'm not surprise. It's a
0: little loopy. They're a little loopy. Uh, so let's um, let's let's talk about other games for a second because we do try and talk, talk about what other games the, our guests are playing. So what other games are you playing besides your own? Clearly,
5: oh, too much Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot
0: of Rocket League. <laughs> I'm so terrible at that game. I can't. I I, I tried it. Oh, and it's I'm, so hard to master, so but it's so much fun. It. I'm so bad this because what? it's so
5: hard that it's so satisfying.
2: I I got nothing for like you watch esports, right? And it's like League of Legends, whatever. Yeah. And it's it's just like yeah, it doesn't excite me. But man, when I watch the Rocket League finals, oh, really? it, it's just like that. That's the only time I ever actually get the sports fan rush you know go so
4: go, like, go 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 I just, oh! yeah
2: it's, <laughs> like totally man i want to i want to like sit and like paint my naked chest with you know like a, some kind of team <laughs> thing like a and, and car? spill my a beer rocket, yeah exactly paint a big car on my chest and and scream at the tv you know it's it's yeah. exciting oh man I, I love it it just it
5: <laughs> feels like the sport i never had growing up like, like I, I like I was kind of like football, but I never really got too much into it. And I wasn't really a big soccer fan, but uh rocket league just fills that niche that I never had.
2: Now they need rocket golf and instead of soccer. It would be some kind of golf. Oh wasn't, that, wasn't, that, wasn't
1: that Wii golf?
4: Oh God.
2: <laughs>
1: Didn't did everybody, did everybody go ape, ape shit over that? The Wii sports I, package? No, it was oh, the bowling. Yeah, that oh,
2: was the best. Yeah, the,
0: the Wii, 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 Wii bowling. bowling is so fantastic. No there lie. were definitely
5: some underrated titles on those,
2: but the oh, Wii yeah. Bowling definitely took the cake.
0: Oh, agree. The that's
2: best thing sorry. about the Wii was all the memes about people with a Wii sticking out of their TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was definitely
0: the best. <laughs> I think we're also a bit loopy, and I just realized this because daylight savings time just happened. Yeah, we are getting five now. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's really it, throwing me off.
1: There's a there's a great trailer that these guys did about two years ago about Daylight Savings. It was for like a fake like um thriller movie about time changing. Like, we have to warn everybody to turn back <laughs> clock.
4: What time is it?
1: You have Doc Brown in it. No, it was it had uh it had Nathan Barnett in it. The I don't know if you know who that is, but it's the uh it's the
4: Skittels
1: <laughs> guy from Mountain Colour. Oh Mountain. that guy,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh yeah. No Rocket League is so, good uh, as, so uh, what else are you guys playing? Sorry, I was go ahead Hunter. sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was actually gonna ask that, like what else besides Rocket League are you guys playing?
3: Um Rocket League CSGO Counter Strike, we've played that since we were kids. Um what th- that's a, a big one for us. I uh, I remember
1: playing- Counter Strike when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Back in the one point six days.
3: I work on a Mac, so I don't have too many options there but get out he, of here he he is playing a lot guy, of
4: so. there <laughs> are more it's he does Photoshop.
0: it's 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 great that there are more options like i remember back in the day in the 90s i worked in i worked in an eb and uh like 96 and some cute little family came in and went do you have any games for the macintosh and i just laughed right in their face and go i think we have someone an end cap Come here! I think they had uh, a couple. I think I was an ass. I think Rebel,
1: Rebel Assault, and Rebel Assault Two were on the Mac. If I'm not mistaken, and Warcraft was
0: on the Mac. Warcraft Two, the Blizzard Blizzard stuff like Warcraft that was on the Mac. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Blizzards, yeah, they've been big.
0: Supporters. And and oh, yeah. and, er, and early Bungie stuff like the Marathon games.
3: Before
2: that horrible thing, Microsoft.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I miss Myth you know, so much. I miss Myth, the Myth that, games so much.
2: You know, that was my first E3, right? Is I'm standing in line and I'm I'm wearing my half-life shirt, right? That I just got out of the box. Cause when you bought half-life, they gave you a t-shirt, which is awesome. What? And, but I'm wearing my half-life shirt. I'm standing in line for Bungie at E3 and I want to see Oni and I want to see this halo game, whatever the heck that is. Right. <laughs> and, but, but I was really kind of more there for Oni cause it looked really cool. And, uh, but then the guy in front of me turns around, and he's like, dude, nice shirt. It was Gabe Newell. Oh, uh,
4: <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah,
2: so that was my moment. So I stood for, like, an hour and a half in line bullshitting with the Gabe back before he was, hit, had ascended um, into Gabe. And Half-Life is pretty much, like, half of my soul.
4: <laughs>
2: good
5: I've stuff, spent man. so much time in that game just modding and creating maps, just so much time.
1: You know, I've told people, I've told people that the gaming industry actually needs another Gordon Freeman or another Master Chief, something, you know, another really epic does. character because it, it seems Mario. so. Well, it's just like, you know, we don't have really any any new epic story characters. Uh we we've like they've all come and gone and the, everything else is kind of just uh standalones. Like there's no real well, if you look
2: at, well, look at, like, Fallout, right? This is where it goes wrong. Because you look at a game like Fallout, they give you all this character customization. Well, at that point, you're not Gordon Freeman, you're just whoever the hell you made, right? Right, and but that's, that's an to, RPG, though. That's very Well, yeah, I know, but I'm I'm just saying that, like, no game gives you, like, you're you're Duke Nukem, damn it. You know, or, or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Um, where there's no like personality that, and it's funny because Gordon Freeman is the very definition of zero personality. He never says a word, right? So right,
1: but he's like one of the best gaming characters. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, and they should have made the movie, and it should have been Charlie Sheen that played Gordon Freeman because <laughs> with the goatee, he looks right. Did you ever see that movie? Um, I, I forget what the heck it was called, but it was a uh, it was a thing where there was like aliens invading, and and he worked at some radio telescope place or some shit. And he, he looked like Gordon Freeman in that movie. Like it was ridiculous. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, somebody was inspired by Gordon Freeman and the, and they were just like,
4: Charlie, you should look like that. Um, and he had, he had the big wafer glasses and everything.
0: Right. So Brian, yes.
4: What games are you
0: playing? Oh, yeah, me? Brian, Oh, um Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim and Homefront Um the Revolution are the three things that have been taking up my non space gamey time. Because the this the special edition of Skyrim came out, so I'm like, I should go back to Skyrim. And yeah. uh because all the mods I love are not on the special edition yet, I went back to vanilla and I put in about six more hours into Skyrim. I was like, Oh shit. I wonder,
2: I wonder what the stats are. We'll have to look on steam spy and see since the, since the special edition came out, yeah. what the uptick in players in the vanilla edition has been because of how many people were just like, damn, I need to play Skyrim again, but Oh, I'm going to go back to vanilla. Cause I don't have my mods.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like I've got, I bet there's
2: a hell of a trend there.
0: I've got like 50 mods and like only a fraction of them are ported over to the SE. So it's like, you know. eh, no. And, and I forgot how just awful the, the base UI is for Skyrim. It, it, makes, yep. me wanna, it makes me want to punch a cat, basically. <laughs> Brian just, and I were
5: just talking about it's, that. It's, it's bad. I, I've been so, playing a
0: lot too. It's so bad. I, how did anyone live with that Sky UI? I have no idea because it's uh. so bad.
5: It's oh, so, hard to, it it's so hard to do anything. It's so hard
0: to do anything. Like, I want to change weapons. Oh, God. Oh, God. Click, 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 so, click. Oh, click. oh.
1: So, wait, wait. To, to fall back on Jim's thing real, real quick, are you talking about the 1996 movie, The Arrival? Yep. Interesting. Is that what this new one's being remade from?
4: No. Okay. Well,
2: well. <laughs> mm, yeah, I doubt it highly, right? So, this, this new one, have you seen the trailer?
1: Yes, looks okay. great. I really
2: like the trailer. Yeah, and and it's basically what they need to do. They they got this chick there, and it's like, oh, you need to translate whatever. No, no. What they need to do is go find some some freaking Zen calligraphist, right, <laughs> and have him come in there because that's very much like a Zen circle that these these aliens are communicating in
1: Zen symbology. So
2: it's like, hmm. thank you, Dan. You're late anyway. to the
1: party. Dan just sent me a picture of the guy, and we're already talking about it before he sent it to me.
2: Late to the party, Dan <laughs> So hey so hey, um I have been playing I have been playing a lot of things, right? I'm trying to get back into Witcher 3. Um I've I've failed to pick up Fallout 4 yet again. It's like there's too many of these games that are that are like huge time sync things, like Metal Gear Solid 5. I've probably got like forty hours into that shit and I'm not off the first map. Um, you know, that kind of deal. Uh but I'm playing a little Stellaris right now and uh and I'm digging it there there's so much forex stuff, oh my gosh i I was listening to it's crazy to the explominate guys this morning and uh yeah, and then uh the three moves ahead dudes had uh the guy from um amplitude on that we had on he was he was on their show uh talking about you know stuff about the game, like more things have developed since, but um uh, yeah, it was nice to listen to him uh, him again. Um, you know, cause like now that I'm doing that hour commute again, I'm catching up all my, on all my podcasts. But, um, yeah, so I did though, I bit the bullet on Titanfall two. I wasn't going to do it. And then I saw where it was, there is no paid DLC. There is no season pass. It's just one flat price and you own the game and all the DLC that they release. And I was like, okay, I'll vote with my step money up for and that. Provide- I did it. So, anyway, been playing that. I suck at it. Like he was talking about Rocket League. You know, it's like I love this game. I I suck at this game. Same deal with Titanfall. I'm the I'm the last guy on the totem pole every single match, but I'm having a blast. And the single player campaign, not bad at all. Um, and uh, but that segues me into telling or to asking Hunter. Hunter, tell us about that Call of Duty.
4: Okay,
1: <laughs> oh, so. So, the new Call of Duty game. Now, let's let's keep in mind that I have not personally played through a single-player Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare 2. So, it's been a while. And ever since Modern Warfare 2, I've had zero interest in getting a Call of Duty game. When I saw the trailer for Infinite Warfare, I got excited. So... Uh, I was also a little bit leery, and then, of course, as as with any Call of Duty game that's been coming out in recent years, it's automatically, like, instantaneously getting negative reviews and feedback. And in my mind, I'm like, well, why? Is this negative reviews and feedback because of the multiplayer, or is it because the story sucks? Like, what's the big deal? And
2: it's, and it's not just negative reviews. It is a giant pile of red on Steam.
1: Yeah, and, and it, like, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. To find a positive
2: review is hard.
1: And, and this just doesn't make sense to me, because I'm just like, well, what's the big deal? But Hunter, so we wanted Jim, World
2: War
1: II. So, <laughs> so, so, Jim, so Jim's showing me some stuff. He's like, hey, Hunter, check this out. He's showing me some stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to bite the bullet, and I bought the game. Especially that first so, space
2: combat mission. Holy shit. Yes. I was just like, all right, we're done here.
1: Yeah, so I bit the bullet, and I bought the game. Now... I have no interest in multiplayer with with most of these new games. They just there are there are a lot of the same wash runs, repeat, customizable, whatever, blah blah blah. Very very much the same. You just pick one, and if you like it, just stick to that. There's no need to really try these other ones because if you have one that you like, it just they're all the same. But in a different
2: you universe, don't, you right? don't get the constant dopamine kick from like you kill a couple of dudes and then womp, 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 and you lock you know you like unlock a new scope or some.
4: Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't get, I don't, I don't get a
1: crap. Don't care. So, so I played through, I, I I completed the entire campaign of Modern Warfare, or not Modern Warfare, uh, Infinite Warfare, and um, I got to say, no, no, it's about an eight hour. If if you if you keep up a good pace, you don't really stop to read anything, but you do all of the objectives because. There's there's the primary storyline that you can do, but then there's all these like little side things that you can go and do as well. So it's it's a little bit like a, a quest thing, but not really. Um and then there's like a lot of stuff you can read, like in the captain's quarters. There's like a computer with like captain's logs and personnel reviews and mission updates that you can go and read. So yes, if you great. were to take your time and read all that stuff and go through it, you'd probably be looking at nine or ten hours of gameplay. Yeah, but, but
2: in the captain's quarters, right, there's that whiteboard on the wall. And it looks like, um, I haven't got that far where you actually open that up, but it looks like you actually get to choose where you're going to fly. You do and, that and fight. You do
1: that on the uh, at the center console and on, on the bridge. Uh, there's actually like a thing, it brings up a map, and you can pick and choose where you want to go. But the stuff in the captain's quarters gives you like way more in-depth information about these missions. So, like, you can like really pick and choose. I I loved the campaign. I thought the story was really great. It's got a it's got a bit of a. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um say anything, but it does have a bit of a sad ending. But uh, it, it, the story is very interesting. And I was telling a buddy of mine recently that I would love to see a Mass Effect style RPG set in this world, like because holy crap, the ship designs were fantastic. Um the the look and feel of the characters were great. I mean I've I've seen some pretty good CG in video games, but this is probably some of the best. Like you look at the character details on like uh you know, people's hair effects and stuff like that, I was like, Wow, this is I would watch a movie of this.
2: Well, like the the opening scene, right? Like through the through the space helmet, I'm like, Oh shit, it's Jon Snow. How'd they get that guy in here? What's he doing <laughs> in space?
5: I honestly didn't even know it was Infinite Warfare, or Call of Duty, when I first saw the trailer. I was just like, what is this game? This looks hot. And then I saw it was Call of Duty, I was like, oh, they saved the genre! And then it got all this hate! I, just, I really don't understand it. Like, maybe from the multiplayer sense, they're doing some stuff I'm not a big fan of, but for see, it, and this- the core of it, I think it's I think it's really good. See, yeah, this is what I
1: think they needed to do, though. And I And I think they needed to do this, because they do this every now and then. Like, I think I have Black Ops, for some random stupid reason they split the campaign and the multiplayer into two different executables. I really honestly think that they should offer the game in just a single player and just a, a multiplayer because there are people that just want to play multiplayer, right? I, and I thought they, they, they did don't...
5: that for Black Ops 3.
1: You, you could buy a standalone. They definitely, they definitely didn't do that for this. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, personally, I personally feel that they should, you know, um, you know, they should split that up because... $60 is a slightly a bit sh- steep, but to be honest with you, I felt like it was worth every penny for the campaign by yeah, itself. Yeah, but where they've jacked so, it up so
2: bad in the multiplayer, and the reason that people, I, I think a, a lot of the reason that it's getting the heat that it's getting about multiplayer. Um, okay, if I bought this thing and I want to play in space, all right, so the multiplayer, they, they made it, we seem to be addicted right now to first person hero shooters right where it's not just like i'm a dude with a gun like in the original modern warfare right it, which i think was the best of and you know call of duty 1 and 2 they they haven't topped them yet right and it, and it's just like you're a dude you got a gun you run around you shoot other dudes with guns and that's it it's like counter strike right? It's that formula. It's perfect. But now in, in, uh, modern warfare three or black ops three, rather, um, it's like a hero thing. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm like, Ivan, the guy with the ground spike thing. And, you know, I charge up my super ability and, and then I can like kill everybody within 30 feet of me in a, in a circle. Right. Or, Oh, I'm the, I'm the super sniper guy that can turn it invisible and one shot people from across the map. Or I'm the, you know, it, it's like it, it everybody is a character now that's like a hero. It's, it's like Overwatch kind of thing, right? So it's like, no, I don't want to play that. I just want everybody on a level playing field. I don't want anybody to be that particular superhero. Um, and and it's, I, I think they've just jacked that up. And then with the zombie stuff, right? I don't mind that you're going to do zombies. That's, that's fine. But the zombie part of the game, it's like a whole other game right? Like, okay, so we're playing in space. Alright, let's play zombies. Alright, this is going to be some space zombies, right? No, we're clowns in an amusement park. What? Is that a real thing? Yeah, that's real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like killer clowns instead of zombie mode now.
3: That's why Call of Duty, the whole franchise, it lost me. Black Ops 2, I think, was when I I was done.
5: It's just kind of become one of those, like, it's it's got its fan base and they're never gonna leave. And it's gonna carry carry the franchise into eternity because they're never gonna get off board. And I enjoy Call of Duty. I have fun with it, but it's
2: not my go to. What they need to do is is somebody needs to kidnap Kojima and lock him in the basement and make him make a Call of Duty game. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So So Call of of Duty... If you get positive reviews
5: on Steam. That would be some
2: batshit crazy stuff if Kojima made a multiplayer shooter.
1: So, long story short, um, long story long, actually, Modern Warfare, or Infinite Warfare, I guess, whatever. The the latest Call of Duty, really good story. If you're you're into single player and story and stuff like that, you'll really enjoy this. I did. Uh, This is coming from someone who hasn't bought a, a Call of Duty game in a while, so maybe that's why I really enjoyed it. But um, I've also been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars The Old Republic and uh, Star Wars Galaxies on the EMU server. So that's kind okay. of been my... Okay, so
2: that okay. segues me. right. It triggers me. Go ahead.
1: Me. Triggered. Triggered. Ah! Uh, <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> Battlefront 3. Now that you've played a good space game, now are you that much more bitter? Because it could have been a freaking Star Wars campaign. Yes, yes, actually,
1: I am. I am. I awesome. am actually bitter about that. I'm, I'm actually super salty about that because the super space salty. Uh, yes, like salty like, like Blue the salt monster
4: salty.
2: in Star Trek. Okay,
1: <laughs> you know, I just, I, I do not understand with okay. So it's not Battlefront three, right? Like they're, it's like how do I don't understand how you reboot a, a video game franchise? It's just like this is this is the original Battlefront because they're coming out with Battlefront two next year. But I'm just Last like we've already got Battlefront two. I was like. How do we do this? How are we remaking a game series? And we're just gonna call this like this is this is the new battlefront. This is this is like the remake battlefront, and this is but it's not a remake. Because if it was a remake everyone, anyway, getting mad here. But it like there there could have been a genuinely great campaign that was done the way that Dice did the Battlefront game. Like there could have been something so fantastic there. And it just it just like it rips at me on the inside because I think back to like the development of star Wars, thirteen thirteen. And If you go back and look at the trailers and the, and the footage that they were developing for that game and you think to yourself, why was this canceled? And then you look at battlefront and you go, I have been ripped off. Well, yeah. And, and with call
2: of duty, it's in space. It's like space, space, you know, there's no air. You shoot windows out. People get sucked out onto the moon and, and shit. And it's awesome. There's, there's like, you know, robots running around with guns, Man, I, I'll right on people's heads and stuff. I, do you, get you drive Warfare? a mech? Do they let you drive a mech in Infinite Warfare? Because I saw there's mechs.
1: No, but robots? you do. But you do get to hack robots and and okay. and run around as them. Okay.
2: So, so, but, but my point though is like Star Wars never has space. There, there's no space in Star Wars. You're always on a planet. You're always breathing the air. Right, they're never on like an airless moon where the lack of well environment Empire, is a danger. I, Empire
1: strikes back when they're inside the cave monster.
2: Oh yeah, my god! Whatever. Yeah, but they're <laughs> still they're still walking around. They have. <laughs> a, a rarity. Gas mask. Yes, yeah, so you're right. It is a rarity. But,
1: You saw it more. You saw it more in other games, though, and in, in the comics and stuff like that. But okay, yes, but, but the, the the use, use of policy. spacesuits suits was very rare.
4: So now that
2: you've played Call of Duty, right? And and you got the the what we wish that 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 unmentionable Chris Roberts game. I was, was to say anything. In,
1: infinite Warfare can, you know, Squadron 42 can suck it now. Well, infinite like, Warfare I don't doesn't even have
2: care. Worms though, so it's kind
1: of I don't yeah. care. Like after playing this, I'm just like I have no desire like my my anticipation and excitement for playing Squadron 42 has been, like, sucked out of the you room. Know, like, you, know what I bet, being you know what I bet
2: happened See last what week? There? See what I mean, did there? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> you know what I bet happened last week? I wish that I could be a fly on the wall and watch Chris Roberts playing Infinite Warfare and picking up... Be like,
1: phone. we need this in the game! We need this in the game! I what know, you're doing right now and like add this to The, the depth
2: game. cycle of that game just went back another five years. It's just. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. But it's not. That's not. But it's the <laughs> thought of what if you just take Infinite Warfare, right, and just swap out Star Wars assets, but leave the locations and stuff the same. Like you're raiding a moon base. People are getting sucked out the windows, except they're stormtroopers, not you know generic other army guys. Right.
1: Well, you also had this unfortunate Unleashed. You had a little bit of that Enforce Unleashed, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so I just
2: look at that as just a great could have been, should have been, didn't happen. So anyway, we're up. done.
0: Yeah, Fine, take it away. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think we are we've, we've. I'm sorry, gentlemen, uh, but we did get a good chat in about your game before we had all those tangents. Um, so you're when is this thing gonna hit Steam?
3: Oh boy, um, well we're gonna be working on uh, setting up a Kickstarter here, and then oh. we'll know. Um, so we've just been talking about it and we're about 60% sure that we're going to start within the first couple weeks of December. Um, the The, the... first or second week, like the sixth or the 12th.
0: Right before Christmas? It is.
3: Yes. Um, it's, we could wait for after we're, we're kind of still debating that. Um, it might still happen, uh, but it's better to end after Christmas than, than during it. So we want to wait a little bit longer at least.
4: Right.
0: Okay. Well, guys, keep an eye out for that in December. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk to us tonight. Uh, it was a really fun show, even though I think we talked about your game 75% of the time, 80% of
5: the time. I had fun.
0: It was still a majority. And as long as you had fun, that's really what matters. Uh, so, folks, just a quick programming note. Um, Next week on the show we are talking to the developer of Particle Space Emer- Particle Fleet Emergence. Uh the latest in what is it, the Creeper World series of games? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um they just confirmed, so that's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. So they they
2: have added a giant expansion y thing to Creeper World. Or no, not no, not that.
0: Sorry. No, that's that was, the other I mean, that's, that's, that's the other planet. game you're thinking of. That's the other that's game. That's the other thinking.
2: Creeper World.
0: Yeah, that's the other uh that's the other thing. Um, but yeah, this game, uh Convicted Space Y'all uh it is I said it right, right? I'm so my my brain is close. <laughs> Galaxy! Oh my god <laughs> Guys Guys my <laughs> that's brain third time that's all right fried convicted that- too much, space. Yes. too much space That's it. my brain is yeah, this, really melted yeah. this week i i'm like <laughs> i am not even in it like i played um house of the dying sun i was just like whatever this is boring maybe i need a break i don't know yeah, anyway sometimes folks people need
4: breaks <laughs> yeah
0: sometimes people need breaks gentlemen though i want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about your game guys it's convicted galaxy just wanted to Make sure you got the name right that time. That's it. Uh, thanks for having uh, us, Brian. Yes, you will nice. have you got the, there will be a uh, Kickstarter soon, and then Steam. Hopefully, soon after that, after a hopefully successful Kickstarter, we will definitely yeah. do all we can to uh, help promote that. And after
2: that, and after that, you're making a kaiju game with dance pad support, <laughs> DDR
1: pad. Yeah, please, of please course. Make um, please make that happen. <laughs> I
0: I would buy any accessory you wanted if there were gloves. That you had to plug in to punch buildings and other kaiju. Yeah, what buy the- like your Oculus? Yeah, I buy all yeah, the everything. accessories. <laughs> I would buy. Oh
3: my. VR DDR pad.
0: You know don't be the fun. <laughs> you know don't be the funniest thing about that. Watching someone else play it. <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah.
0: laughs> <You're> not- <laughs> no,
2: dude, that dude- dude, That would be the deal. You could have kaiju's and they battle with a dance off. In yeah. The- that's what oh, I said. Oh like my god! Multiplayer, like mm. Star
0: Wars Connect, exactly. You like Star even, Wars Connect.
3: You don't even need the pad because the v- VR will recognize your foot stomps.
0: Oh dear, you're probably Just right. Get your,
2: get your
3: vibe. And oh you're
5: god.
2: good. You're probably you probably no. Know, right. I saw, I saw they they had that uh, whatever that dance game is that was on the Connect, um, dance something something dancing, uh, but anyway. Yeah, it was dance, dance, Russian Revolution, where you have to like kind of squat and just do that kick thing. Now, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, is whatever that whatever that dance game is, and it just came out on Steam, and I'm like, how? How do you put this on a PC? Because connect, right? So I look at the thing, and it's actually there's an app that you put on your cell phone, and then you just put your cell phone in your pocket, and what? it can tell that you're dancing.
3: Wow, uh, huh. that,
2: which which kind of scares me because that means the uh, the NSA can monitor when I'm dancing they as know. well. Yes,
3: yes, anyone who knows you know. like Kevin
4: probably hacked. Right,
2: him. and that and that enables <laughs> the the creepy world of um what what the hell was that movie back in the eighties? It was uh something. Oh crap! It had John Lithgow in it. He was like the dad that was like that forbade dancing.
0: Flash. The, the kid flash dance. No,
2: not flash dance.
0: Yeah, that was no, it wasn't flash dance. No. It was a footloose, footloose,
2: footloose. That's it. Yeah, footloose. Right. So now, so now we're living in the footloose society because the NSA can watch you dance <laughs> right. with your
0: cell phone anywhere. <laughs> on that note, folks. I think on that note, folks. <laughs> we should probably cut <laughs> this out. On that note. So thank you, everyone, for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you for sitting in with us and talking about your game, friends. I'm getting the name right, convicted galaxy. Keep an eye out for it, and we will talk to you next time. Have a great night. Let's have
4: some music in here, boiler. Do a thing. Okay,
1: sunshine down, but I see. Thank uh-huh.